Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Hollifield here. I want to personally welcome you to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast, we're here every week showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City and the surrounding areas. We're talking to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. We're giving you a taste of the city. If you have an awesome story, we're going to probably showcase it here on the podcast. Our website, this one's really easy to remember, IamSaltLake.com. The cool thing is you can go there and listen to the entire back catalog. All the episodes are up there. You can listen to them really easy to do as well as subscribe to the podcast. Hey, are you moving to Salt Lake City? Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you want to figure out what this city's all about. Are you looking at possibly moving into a house with a little more space in it because we're all working from home now? Well, in case you didn't know, you guys, I'm a licensed realtor now, and I'd love to uh, show you some homes. I'd love to show you uh, possibly your dream home, help you find a place to call your own. Uh, You can give me a call, shoot me a text anytime. I'd love to help you, 801-244-2908. But otherwise, let's get into the podcast. This This is a good one, you guys. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, let's get started. I mean, you ready to go, Chrissy? Any any questions? Do you need a breather? I'm finishing finishing my caramel, so I'm going to lean away from the mic. Okay. Oh, we're judging. Chrissy is enjoying some... Holy Some crap. delicious chocolates that uh, Stephen brought. Now, do you prefer to go by Steve or Stephen? I go by anything, okay. honestly. I mean, I think my mother would say Stephen when I was in trouble. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, I sign things Stephen, but I, I introduce myself as Steve. Okay. I, okay. Okay. When you're an adult, I kind, I kind of feel like I'm lying sometimes when I write Chrissy on stuff because it's not really my name. So you know? You f- like, you have to start writing your full name and then you're like, should I really be going by a nickname? Do you ever feel for that legal way? documents and yeah. stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Or even not legal documents, like uh, going and getting an appointment done, just writing Chrissy Hollifield, and they'll never know my real name. But that is your real name. <laughs> That's what you go true. by. That's true. That's true. I mean, what is it? What's the difference in a name? Right, legal name. What's on your driver's license? That doesn't really matter. I don't think. No, it's I, it's who you identify as. Yeah. Or who you? Yeah. Solid point. I like that. Let's start with that. Oh, go ahead. You you identify as Christy. I definitely do. Tried Christina for a bit and it was horrible. Christina, get your ass in here. Yes. That's how I felt. You left these dishes out. (laughs) Pretty much. I was like, I feel like I'm in trouble all the time. So (laughs) Christina. Yeah. Well, that's how Steven, I guess, is. That's kind of why I was curious. Yeah. Get in here and make your bed. Do your homework. (laughs) Why haven't you just done? Why are you failing your classes? (laughs) That's what. So let's talk about Hatch Family Chocolates, man. Like, what's the motivation or what was the motivation for starting it? How long ago did you start it and open it up? I mean, where where should we start with that? Man, it's an evolution. Okay. You know, I love love, um, listening to, like, Steve Jobs talk about, like, you know, the the points of life. And, you know, when you look back in your life, there's just different paths that led you to where you were. And I think that was my my history or my view of how I got to where I am. My, my grandmother dipped chocolates all of her life. And so I remember as a child, my grandmother would come over and we, as a family would dip chocolates. We didn't have a ton of money. So we would, you know, that's what we would give as gifts for the holidays. So she would come, you know, between Halloween and and Thanksgiving and we would just whip out a ton of chocolates. And, you know, as a, 
that's what I remember. And my my father, as he retired, he um he was bored, and um, my parents were divorced. He turned his basement into a big kitchen, and he would dip chocolates and sell them at boutiques. And I remember, you know, in college, he would rope me into going and sampling chocolates at boutiques and like the quilted bears at the time. And uh, yeah, I did that. But for me, it was just kind of like, oh great, I gotta go sample chocolates again. Um. But, you know, and then I continued doing my own thing. I, I met Katie. Um, Katie is was my business partner. Her family is from Chicago. They ran restaurants out there. Katie had gone to pastry school and she ended up moving to Utah and started teaming up with my father, dipping chocolates. And um, yeah, I was just a clueless kid trying to figure out what the fuck to do with my life and where I was going. And um, I think it just kind of evolved. Like Katie and I were you know, willing to do whatever. And uh, we started taking business classes and we opened up a shop. Uh, it was like 2003. And I remember, you know, we found a building and it was a building that needed to be redone. This uh, is the building in the avenues. Yeah, right it was now? actually on the corner of Fourth Avenue and E Street. And it, prior to us moving in there, there had been a big fire and there was, you know, holes in the back of the walls. And there was, you know, it was an old laundromat. We just, I just remember seeing the building like that. And I was just like, this is a piece of shit. But, but I liked the neighborhood. I loved all of that. And as time progressed, you know, um, somebody actually, a developer bought the building. They started to redo it. And we kind of went back to it and we're like, actually, this is a really cool building. Like we should maybe open up a shop here. And, um, you know, most chocolate shops when I was younger were in a mall. None of them were in the middle of a neighborhood. And so we ended up, approaching um, the the landlord and we opened up in April, 2003. Um, I think it was April 9th in 2003. And um, yeah, we just opened up a shop and we, it was a process like getting the licensing, getting the zoning. I remember our first customer was a little kid and um, he came in in the middle of the day and um, I was all excited and he could barely open up the door. He had a backpack on and I, he wanted a soda. So like he didn't even want like any of our chocolates or any of our wares. He just wanted a Coca-Cola. And that was our first customer. Right? We made $180 that day. And I just remember thinking, damn, we made $180. That's like, like, you know, without us, that was like, we wouldn't have had that $180. And I was so proud of making $180, which I mean, it's, it's nothing now, but it's like. Well, on I, your first day. Yeah, but I was That's, just like so excited. Like I was oh, just yeah, kind of like. Oh yeah, I too. That's awesome. Yeah, but it, first date, it was like 12 hours. So I mean, if you do the math, it's like, well, you know, maybe like. <laughs> it's less about the profit it's, margins it's, it's, and more about the excitement that people wanted the chocolate enough that on your first day you sold that much. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, it, well, a dollar twenty five of that was that Coke for that kid. So I mean, <laughs> you know, like, like but, yeah, I just remember just being so excited to open up the shop. So you've been there almost 20 years? Yeah, I know. And this is the first time we've had you on this podcast, Steve? Don't tell anybody. That this is what's crazy. We're kind of on the underground, man. Yeah. No, well, no, I don't. I mean, you're you're out there, man. People know who Hatch Family Chocolates is, I think. I oh, don't yeah. know. It seems like it's kind of a staple in Salt Lake City now. I hope. But, but you know, I think it's kind of a progression, and I think... You know, if we had waited for everything to be perfect, we probably would not even be open yet. Um, we just turned the sign on one day um, in April. And uh, yeah, I just I think that it's been amazing. Like but that community is incredible up there. I want to back up a little bit. You were talking about you learned how to make chocolates from your grandma. 
Yeah. Who where, where, where's must your, have been amazing because this one that I just ate, I cannot stop thinking about. Is your is your grandma here in Utah? Or where? Yeah, she was in Utah. Um, okay. I mean, this is back. Dude, I'm old, so okay, I'm well, ancient. But I, I mean, you, you I'm, I'm still going on 30. But yeah. if, like after 20, 30s, yeah. you know, we'll see how long that goes. But um, you know, I no, my my grandmother was very humble and she she never made it past eighth grade. So she was kind of, she had a speech um, problem and she was just really kind of modest and always a little insecure and that she wasn't good enough for, for yeah. everybody. And I just, you know, I, I never knew my grandpa. Um, I know that he, he did a bunch of different jobs, but my grandma seemed to be like the steady force of every holiday just to kind of help make make do and make the bills. She would go work at these chocolate companies and she, she loved it. Like she would just dip chocolates and, you know, she loved candy. And I think she didn't have to talk with people while she was dipping the chocolates. And then as, um, as a hobby to, to show her grandkids and to come over and do it. I think she just loved it. And I think that she loved that people enjoyed what she, she created. This episode is sponsored by Lifelong Learning at the University of Utah. Lifelong is here to help you find a new hobby, explore an interest, and turn your curiosity into a passion. With more than 150 classes every term in arts and crafts, photography and digital media, performing arts, writing, culinary arts, home and garden, wellness and relationships, current events, and a new subject, Explore Utah. Classes are online and in person, and new classes start every week, all year long, so it is easy to find something that fits your schedule. Most classes meet in the evenings or on weekends, and there are one-shot classes that meet once, others that go for multiple weeks. So if you just want to dip your toe in the water or take a deep dive, Lifelong has something for you. I'm even teaching a class this term called Podcasting and Introduction. So if you have a great idea for a podcast, I'll show you my process and what I've learned along the way. For a limited time, I Am Salt Lake listeners can get $5 off a lifelong learning class. All you have to do is enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE, all one word, all caps, enter it at checkout, and you can find your new passion at lifelong.utah.edu. Again, enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE. Again, that's all caps. It's going to give you $5 off a lifelong learning class. Head on over to lifelong.utah.edu. And many thanks to the Lifelong Learning at the University of Utah for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Which chocolate are you eating? No, do you know which? Oh, so man. Steve brought in some chocolates here. Yeah, we should us, see what from, So from the one family. I ate, literally one of my least favorite chocolates in the world are like caramels and so i was like i saw sea salt and i'm like i'm gonna eat that one and holy crap it's one that i actually love it was a caramel so you went for the caramel with... that was shit but you liked it because it had the salt so you really no, liked the salt like, <laughs> no there's something about it no like the, like actually that. the the caramel inside is just better than other caramels like yes. that i've from other chocolates that i've eaten i'm usually avoiding them because they're like hard you know that's her recipe i mm, mean you it's know so it's, good but and actually the funny thing about our salted caramels is i'm a big o obama fan uh, which will not go over well for half of the people listening to this and the other half will love it but but i like him um and so we ended up salted caramels are one of his favorite chocolates and he loved a company called france chocolates and um we we 
we decided to send him some. So we actually we had became acquaintances with him and uh, with Obama. Yeah, and we, we, with his with his bodyguard. We and, should uh, start making chocolate. We could get we can meet some big names. Yeah. But but so yeah, so Reggie Love, um, we became acquainted with, and we would send Reggie these chocolates, and they would be the salted caramel. So they like these salted caramels. So we started to make them. And I, I remember my father was just kind of insulted that we we're ruining his his mother's like caramel recipe by putting the sea salt on the top. Oh, and it makes it so good. Yeah, they're our biggest sellers. Like they're totally our biggest sellers. And and, uh, you know, I'm sure if some people knew that Obama was the inspiration for us to try it. I mean, they maybe wouldn't love them as much, but I like yeah, they're our biggest sellers, and it, so, by it, far they're amazing. There's a little more salt on them than usual, like the other ones that I've tried from other brands, and it, it makes—I don't know. There's something about it. But our caramel really, really is so good. sweet, and I think yeah. the contrast between the sweet and then that salty it brings out a deeper flavor of the caramel. It's like it's kind of like a, a pretzel, but really, really yummy. Like how salt enhances a pretzel, you know? Well, and the color of caramel is really interesting too, because we use a candy stove and I mean, it's basically just a copper pot and a ton of burners underneath it, but it will kind of brown the caramel. And so it's kind of the sugars breaking down and it kind of creates that color, which everybody knows caramel. But yeah. if you don't do it to the right temperature, it'll either be too dark and a little hard um, or it's too soft and it will never set up. So yeah, there's a fine line between getting caramel just right. That makes sense. Cause I don't think I've ever had it just right until now. But it's pretty good, huh? Oh, okay, that's man. Pretty, that's it's a decent. so good. It's really, really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. What's your second? Oh, okay. What's your favorite chocolate in here, though? Man, I love, I love it all. It depends on my moods. I love, I love our mint truffles. But, you know, I think what Kate and I are still trying to create is more than just a chocolate shop. Like, um, we went to Belgium one year okay. and I remember going to Belgium and their chocolate shops were like a coffee shop and a gathering place. So people would go to the bars and then go to the chocolate shops and they would just sit there and just drink their hot chocolate or their coffee while eating a chocolate. And it became an experience and it became like a gathering point for people and they would just sit and unwind for the day. And, um, that was lacking. Like in Salt Lake for me, um, there wasn't a place where people just went to do that. Um, years ago, there was Snell Grove's ice cream that was maybe close to that. But currently or presently, there wasn't anything that kind of was duplicating that. And I think that Katie and I wanted to create a place where you could just go forget all the shit of the world or all the politics or whatever and just come in. And the chocolates were a mean of giving you that warm, fuzzy feeling, but we're selling that warm, fuzzy feeling. And so we decided, let's start making our own ice cream. So we started making our own ice cream. We make desserts. We make different things. We have live music. And, you know, before COVID, it was it was better because we would let people sit inside. Now we're a little cautious and oh, we'll get back to it where people can come back in. But we wanted to create that warm, fuzzy place for people to come to. And the chocolates were just, you know, doing it one chocolate at a time, selling happiness. So that's what we were trying to do. So this chocolate shop, yeah. Is this like your first 
like endeavor like this, your first like entrepreneur thing, or is that, is yeah, this always absolutely. been kind of a thing of yours or no? no? I mean, it, it was, and, and then we, we moved in the same area. We, yeah. we ended up moving up to a building that, that was old eighth Avenue meat market and the avenues about 10 years ago. Okay. And oh, so, so you're not in the original. So place we moved from fourth Avenue. Um, this building became available. Bill Spencer had passed away and he ran this amazing grocery store up in the avenues and we saw it and uh, we wanted to get it. So we actually moved up there. And what we liked about it is there's a green space, a little park just north of it. So we could show outdoor movies in the summer. We could do fun community neighborhood events. And um, yeah, it really appealed to us. And so we moved up there. Very cool. And it seems like the community has like been pretty cool. Like the community is amazing. And the community, it's incredible. Yeah. And you know, we went through all highs and lows. We, when we moved up there, it wasn't just like a total dream and a success. It was, you know, we worked our butts off and almost lost everything. We almost went bankrupt. We almost, you know, lost completely everything. And, and I think I look back at, at people like Steve jobs or different people. And I think every successful person has been at that point. And, um, you know, they just kind of don't give in to it. They, they just keep moving forward. And I think that's the best advice. We just get moving forward. We're still there. Has there ever been times that you're like, I want to throw the towel in? You want to quit? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There, um, there have been times. And, and I think what kept me going were the customers up there, the yeah. neighborhoods and just seeing the little kids come in and just freaking out with all, all the chocolates that actually made me happy that we were creating something for them to forget their shit. And it would make it more easier for me to get out of my funk and to want to come back in. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of times it's, it's hard to get employees. It's hard to get different things. And there's times when it's, you know, sometimes it's really hard to motivate yourself, but I also look at, I have the greatest job in the world, Chris. Like I get to go to a shop. I get to eat amazing chocolates. I get to eat incredible ice cream all day long. And all day long. I have, oh, do you need employees? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. how do you, how do you <laughs> keep this amazing figure if you're eating that way all day I mean, long? I work, man. I work too. Yeah. But, but I like, you know, we get to meet people from all walks of life and all cultures and all backgrounds. And um, everybody has such amazing stories and that they're willing to talk like when they're happy when they're eating these chocolates and so like i feel like i have the greatest job in the world where i get to meet so many incredible people that's that's what we do that's what we sell so you were mentioning uh something about you know keeping employees hiring employees whatever yeah. you know and i know a lot of businesses are actually dealing with that with it's with really everything tough. with covid over the last uh, even really couple of years now yeah. Has that affected you at all? Has like there been, Absolutely. you know, have you had troubles finding uh, good workers, people, you know, people staying there and stuff? You know, it, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really hard. And I think um, there's, there's many things that impact it. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of entitlement and a, a lot of people feel that, you know, that they're above a certain jobs or they're, they're, you know, I get some employees that will be like, man, people are just so cocky or just so, so mean to me. And I look at the way that they're treating the the customer and the customer's just mirroring their image. So if, if, if I approach somebody and I'm a little standoffist or I've had a bad day, I think that a customer is going to mirror that back to me and they're going to treat me exactly how I'm treating them. And, and I see a lot of that. And, and I think that with COVID, 
I mean, we're in unknown times. Like there hasn't really been a time like this. So there is a lot of stress and a lot of, you know, a lot of the high schoolers have not even had to be in classes. Like they've had to take it online and, and try to keep some sense of normalcy. So I, I give them a lot of latitude where I can understand that none of us are certain right now. And a, a lot of us are on edge. It's tough, but, but I go back to, yeah, just keep going and you just keep doing, um, and you keep evolving. So our, our business, you know, we created a website, um, people can place their order online and come pick it up so they can come grab their shake. Um, and I think you just keep evolving and, yeah. and it, who knows what tomorrow will bring or the, or next week. But I think just knowing that and not being set that you're going to be, that everything's going to be the same way today, um, tomorrow, it, it could be completely different. All right. We're going to take just a minute of your time now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors, utahmarijuana.org. I love talking about them, but remember, when you support our sponsors like utahmarijuana.org, you're directly supporting this podcast. And your health. And your health. Hey, utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I don't know if you guys remember way back on episode 420, we had Tim Pickett on the podcast. We talked about medical cannabis here in Utah. We talked about utahmarijuana.org. Well, now he's a sponsor of the podcast. Anyways, utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they're going to make getting your medical cannabis card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. It is so true, you guys. They are the most helpful medically I have ever been. You know how you want to go to the doctor and you're like, I don't even know what doctor to go to or what to say. These guys are incredible. They have over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief. So you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally and stay up to date. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. I did. It was great. And depending on where you're located in the Valley, they have a clinic location just for you. Go to utahmarijuana.org. Check it out. They're going to list it right there. They have uh, location clinics from like Provo to Bountiful to Salt Lake, West Valley. Uh, Go check it out. And like Chrissy said, there's a promo code. Green 25. This is going to give you $25 off your first visit. And it's also going to tell them that you came from I Am Salt Lake and that you're a supporter of this show and that you're down to support this show and you're down for uh, medical cannabis. So anyways, down for your health. Hey, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Are we going into your busy season? Is like the holidays, do you get really busy towards the holidays or what's your busiest we are. season? The holidays are our busiest season. Um, and it, and it's companies like, I think it's the one time of year where companies have just traditionally like thanked their clientele or, or thanked all their, their, you know, their contacts. And we have a lot of people that will come and buy gifts and they'll, they'll give them to friends and family. So, yeah. So you guys have like nice little like gift baskets or boxes yeah, i guess and, and chocolate stuff caramel like, yeah. and chocolate dipped pears yeah, which you, i am definitely going fruit. to eat as soon as we're done yeah. recording yeah, i mean it's a fruit 
So it's healthy, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you got to get one of your five fruits for the day, right? It's yep. got fiber. <laughs> five That's a thing that you need. Like we get that. And then we'll also get like the families coming in that want just a hot chocolate. You know, sure. the weather's cooling off. So we get all of it. What was that magician guy that we had on the pot? Lefty. Lefty. Yeah, is, he still, is he still doing magic shows uh, uh, at your you know, shop? We, or no? we haven't been able to with COVID because one of the others was a balloon artist. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure that that's really popular with COVID. Um, <laughs> so, so we, you know, we haven't, but I mean, yeah, like COVID like disrupted so many backgrounds and so many people like Lefty had to change his whole, you know, his whole yeah. work and his whole He's a scenario. cool guy, man. Yeah. I love Lefty. He's great. And, um, but yeah, it didn't just impact us. It impacted like all of those guys. So maybe one day you'll it's have so him tough. back. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I have like a heart thing. Kate, my partner has a lung thing and, you know, we're pretty cautious and everybody has their political beliefs about when to reopen or when not. For mm -hmm. me, I, you can't replace health. Yeah. And so like, I don't care what politics are, people are, but um, yeah, I'm going to be a little cautious just for my own selfishness, but absolutely. And that's like yeah. super responsible. I mean, it's, it's easy to want to push too hard. Yeah. You know, but I think there's probably a fine line for both. Like, I think mm -hmm. that you can be too cautious and, um, and be afraid of everything, or, um, you can be the other extreme of not caring at all and just doing whatever. And then you can't figure out why everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I don't know like what the right point is. And yeah. so like, so I think, you know, I'll just let everybody do what it's like a dance we're all trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really all you can do because yeah. it's like, you have to keep going with life. You yeah. have to keep working. You have to keep putting food on your table. Got to pay your mortgage, right? Yep. So what do you do? You got to keep moving, right? You know? Well, and for me, so what I started to miss was going from table to table oh, and like, yeah. and being able to talk with all these people about their backgrounds. So I missed being in people's lives like that. So for me, I was like, Hey, let's create a show. So I started to create just like a Facebook, YouTube video show, um, vlog interview and I, I created the set um in my shop with a, it's a desk and then these tiny couches so think elf but <laughs> you know just sitting on these tiny um, pieces of furniture and I you know I started to interview people but my my goal of that was to be able to show that everybody has amazing stories and then to provide that laughter and to provide yeah. like a reminder about our chocolates so that people could take it into their homes wherever they were and it you know, whether they were able to get out to my shop or not, they could at least see that and, and still feel a part of it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to compliment the intro to your show. It is yeah. so fun and it made me so hungry. It's like old school movie, you know, right before they play the movie, they have like the dancing food. Okay. That's good. It's really like, it's really fun and creative. And I just, I really enjoyed it. So compliment. I wish I could take the credit for all that. Like, honestly, the concept I was, and then the editing, it's all on these guys. Yeah. I have, they made a great it fun. Crew. It's, it's really fun. They're amazing. It, but it's, it's what I've learned is everybody just has such a cool story and trying to get that out of people will be fun. And it, you know, yeah. I might take that on the streets and I might take the little tiny desk and just sit up in a corner and just start interviewing people and just get the random interviews. But, but I also like, there's many different symbolisms in that. Like uh, me being a, a short stature, I've had to adopt like my, or adapt my whole life. You know, I've had to work around what's taller and I kind of like making 
you do the opposite. And so like, I like have making people uncomfortable and being like, Oh yeah, these are really tiny couches <laughs> instead of, and it's kind of a pain in the ass sitting on these. Like, I mean, that's you're like, like, for well, you good it in is. my world, like, hello, I'm comfy, baby. So like, you know, I just, I, think I, that's I, awesome. I, I love like it. throwing that on. And I like also it throws people off of their game. Like it's really hard to have a set response when you're still trying to be a little comfortable on like a, a tiny couch. And so we'll, we'll see. It's true. The one, the one with Rodney Norman was fun. Cause oh, I uh, loved him. you could tell him he, he was trying to figure out if he should like go down to the mic yeah. or if it was going to come up or. <laughs> well, and I think one. I'm going to do that on the street with a handheld mic and I'm just going to like keep it so that it will be lower. And then I'll be like, and then I'll be like, I can't hear just you. Just hold it down. And then it's like, I don't know what people's responses will be. I mean, some kids will probably just start laughing and doing it. Um, other people, who knows? Yeah. And we've, we've liked the idea of maybe filming and just cutting people's heads off. So all you're getting is like maybe their legs. And then it's like, Welcome to my world. This is all I'm seeing. Is it like, like you can't ever actually get an interview? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it is could that, be. I mean, that that is clever. And, and, you know, I, yeah, so we're coming up with just stupid items like that. That's but, so and, fun. You know, I, I think I had all these initial plans for it, and now I'm just doing it because it's fun. And, and I don't really have any expectations of where it's going to go. I'm just having fun. And so and, people can go on YouTube and watch this. Yeah. Right? Or they can go to our website okay. and, and link on there. There's a, a link, the short and sweet show. Okay. But yeah. They, and, and I'll put that link at I am Salt Lake with this, with this episode. Cool. To go. I mean, what, where, I mean, would you like to, where would you like to take this show? Is it just, Man. I mean, you're just having fun with it, I guess. Really? Well, you know, originally I was like, Oh my gosh, this would be really hilarious to have like a whole talk show and have like a band playing in the talk would, show yeah. Like yeah, a, and be. the band or little people and have yeah. like all of this. So I would love that someday. Um, but you know, I think what I've learned running a business is you can have these grand schemes and, and think that it's going to happen and wait for somebody to knock on your door and be like, Oh, that's a great idea, Steve. Let's make it go huge. Or just fucking do it. And I think like I'm doing the latter and um, my, my, you know, I was kind of thinking, Oh, I'm going to get some producers really excited to do this. And that doesn't exist. Like you have to create that and just let it happen. So I, I'm just kind of creating for me and whatever happens happens. And I, and I don't really care, but I, I'm doing it for me at the moment. That's who knows, the who best knows way to do go. it. And you should keep doing that no matter what. Yeah. Do you, do you have any like dream guests that you want to bring on? Yeah. You know, yeah, but I'm sure there's even people I'm not even thinking about. Sure. So, so I'm actually hoping that people will, will keep recommending different ideas. Okay. Like I want to go to the salt flats and, and do speed week with a chocolate, um, you know, tape a chocolate to a, one of the race cars, the world's fastest chocolate. I, I want to do like just stupid things like that. I want to go to Hobbitville and see if anybody sees any hobbits and, <laughs> um, you know, but like, I, I just, I want to do just really dumb things. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't, I have a list of people I would love and just, I, but I, that's an evolving list. It's, you it's know, always changing. You should just start doing little, like things like that on TikTok too, just for fun. I know. I'm own. so clueless on TikTok. Me too. Are you, are you good at it? No. Yeah, Chrissy, are you okay, good at all right. it? <laughs> I'm pro TikTok. I'm not, no, I'm TikTok on it. I'm great. technically on it. I'm I never no good at get it either. on it. 
I need to get hip to it, but me too. I'm saying that because I need to do it, so I'm projecting. But that actually is a perfect. Hey, maybe thing to we do could get TikTok. Dylan, who helps with your creativity, because he seems like a go getter. There and, you go. And I'll just be like, "Hey, Dylan, just tell me when to show up, and then can you put this on TikTok?" Yeah, Dylan, learn TikTok. Now make it yeah. make it happen. Dylan is for people that don't know him. He's incredible. Like he um does a podcast with me, and um he just knows everybody and like i don't know how he meets all these people but he'll just he'll be like oh i met so and so let's go talk to them i'm like how the hell do you meet like he totally does know i mean i met him like way long ago yeah way before i met chris wise guys at wise guys yeah he probably has a notebook and he's like i met this person 15 years ago at this place. And it, but, I mean, he, he, like he has CRM such a good in his head or something. Yeah. He has <laughs> such a good memory and he can bring up those fast moments. Yeah. I love Dylan. So you're still co-host uh, your creativity with, with Dylan. Then? I am, but you know, I, I have to just give Dylan all the credit okay. and I just show up every now and then. And, um, I just, I, I think people can't shut me up, so so Dylan can't shut me up. But yeah. well, we had a lot of fun though. I you mean, when you were places. we were guests, Chrissy and I, on your creativity, and you were you co-hosted there. We had a lot of fun with you there. Yeah, this is great. Like I love it. Like I I get to meet so many. And again, I yeah. love meeting people, and it's so cool doing that. I try not to even have like I try to have like rough about their backgrounds, but I even tried to not even. I try to not do a ton of research because I want genuine responses. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, and that's, that's how I try to do it with, with I am Salt Lake here too, you know, to a, to a degree. It's it, good to know. I, I like to know a little bit, but at the same time, I figure it's a fun lot to of learn with the listeners. Exactly. You know? Our listeners don't know. They might not know a lot about you, Steve. So it's like, Hey, you know what? They're going to get to know you while I get to know you. So absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about your chocolates, are they available in any other shops in Utah or is it just out of your shop? That you know, there's a couple it? places. Um, there's a place, the Queen Bee up in Ogden. Okay. Um, there's uh, the, the Park City Boutique and Gifts um, up in Park City sells our stuff. Um, for the most part, though, it's just on our website and in our shop. Do you guys, so you guys ship them then? You guys we do. Will, will ship we out even of will state. ship ice cream out of, really? out of state. We'll, we'll mess some of two day. I mean, every now and then if it doesn't, if it gets delayed, then it will melt. But you know, we, we do the two day maximum with some dry ice and, and ship it that way. How incredible. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing that people, Chrissy's over there eating some more chocolates. Sorry. No, you're we great. used to do that with custard when I, let me finish my chocolate. And then I have a story. The cu- <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's Wisconsin amazing. custard. I used to have people ship it to me when I moved out here. Okay. So I was like, I was wondering if you use dry ice. Yeah. It works good, man. Absolutely. And then we can even like, I mean, you can freeze the chocolates if you do it right. It's it's more the defrosting it that becomes an issue. If you defrost mm. it wrong, it will get spotted and it will impact all that. Mm-hmm. What do you do on days you're not motivated to get out of bed? You know, because it sounds like you put some long hours in at the shop, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you wake up some days and you're like, I don't want to go in. Sometimes. I mean, I think everybody probably does. Well, sure. It, but what do you do on those? It, I mean, you're the business yeah. owner. You're the boss. You know, I think every blue moon, I'll just be like, yeah, I need a me day. So I'm I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make it today. But for the most part, I, I just think of all our amazing customers and it kind of like, it, yeah. it, it will get me into the shop. I don't know on my free times. Like I, I love listening to podcasts. I love, I love researching and reading about different people. Um, 
I just feel so fortunate. Like I, I honestly feel that, man, I, I've had such a crazy life and I've had like so many amazing things happen and so many cool stories that I just feel pretty privileged, like just pretty, pretty lucky. Um, so it's, it's really hard. No, to stay I, down I, I, I got you. I got you. No, no it's weird. And uh, now if you ask about personal life and like dating and crap like that, uh, yeah, I'm so tell me that. about your dating life. Yeah, oh, I'm horrible at it. Like I am clueless. I bet you you're not though. No, I am completely it's clueless. It's kind of because dating the worst too though. Dating is hard. Like, but, but technology has made it hard too because it will mess with your head and you'll be like, I know you read my text. Why aren't you responding? Heaven forbid you've been working 12 hours. Heaven forbid you do this. And, and I think, yeah, dating's crazy. Like for me, I, I'm, I work a lot. And so for somebody to put up with me, that's going to be a lot on them. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of that way with anybody though. And everybody, I mean, we all got our, idiosyncrasies in our, in our faults. But, but it's true when you are an entrepreneur, it's, um, it, it is, it's a lifestyle. And so you kind of have to find someone who's compatible with that lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's very different from just, you know, going to a job. It's who you are. And you know, no matter where I go, I stand out a little bit. And, um, so people automatically associate me like, um, with this shop where, um, they, I'm just really easy to spot in a crowd. So it's, it's kind of hard to turn it off or to, to blend into a wall. And, and a lot of times at night I'm, I'll sit there and I'll start listening to podcasts and I'll start, whoa, that's a really good idea. And I open up my phone and I start writing, like, I don't do it like the old school with the notebook, but I do it on my phone and I'll start writing the notes. And I'm like, so my notebooks just filled with all these stupid ideas that or probably at like three in the morning when I'm just, that's, my brain won't turn so off awesome. and I'm just kind of like, Oh, that's a really good idea. I do that same thing. And then at like five in the morning, I'm like, I have to go to sleep, but I have another idea. And then I n- never use any of them, but it's, that's pretty cool to hear someone else does that. Oh my gosh. I totally do. And now if it was in the morning, I'm way awful, but oh, like, yeah. I have some good thoughts. I mean, and people say the early bird gets a worm, but I kind of think the night hawk kills that bird so you know i think so i think <laughs> that sure they may get the worm but then like the night hawk kills both of them <laughs> so like you know i think that it's you know that's kind of awesome whether you're an early bird or a night owl i think it's where your attention and where you're putting your attention yeah i like that theory you know so i mean i'm sure we have listeners that are listening that want to start their own business right they're like hey yeah. i want to i want to start a business i want to go into business for myself i want to be my own boss what advice would you give them, Steve? I think you have to do it for you and not for like any monetary value or anything like that. If it happens, that's great. And it's, I think it depends on what your business, like there's a lot of people true, that will just, true. they'll want to go into business and their whole goal is I'm going to sell this in five years and I'm going to be a millionaire. But you know, to me, then that wasn't their passion. Their passion is actually just creating businesses and selling them. For me, it, it what my business, it, I don't, see that long-term goal of selling it. It's like a part of me and it's, you know, it's something really important. And so I have a lot of passion invested in that. And I think that you need a way what your purpose is, what, what's the business for? Like, is it for just making a quick buck? Is it, and is that your passion to keep doing it? It's not that that's a bad thing, but I think you need to find what your passion is. And I think if you do that, then work isn't really work. It's, you know, you're just actually, you're having fun and, yeah. and, and doing it. 
and and then there's you know repetition and there's roles or there's models of things that you need to do to make it succeed but i think that don't be afraid to make mistakes because those are actually really good teaching moments yeah yeah like each problem is actually an opportunity so tell and, me- and if you don't make them i think that you're naive to a lot of stuff and so i think it's really valuable to kind of learn yeah you definitely don't learn from other people's mistakes as well as you learn from your own mistakes correct yeah and they can give you the best advice and you don't listen to it. Oh, totally. It's like, yo, okay, sure. But what you, you never understand until you experience things. But Truly. the great, the greatest advice to me was, you know, just kind of be passionate about what you're doing. And I mean, well, I keep talking about Steve Jobs, but you can talk, you know, Matthew McConaughey, you can talk about any, any like of these people. Um, they, they do did experience trouble. They did have crap and it was just their reaction to those moments. They didn't just let those moments define the rest of their life. They actually learned from that. And I think that that's valuable. Yeah. I think that's all successful people. If you break it down and look at it, they've just pushed through and that's really what's made them successful. Cause we, we do, we all face these intense obstacles like that. That show we watched last night, Oh, what you're saying keeps farm. your mind little the little the biggest little farm. Yeah, biggest, have you seen that? The biggest no. little farm. It's so good. It's it's basically all about their challenges, trying to do a new type of farming. It, but but everything you're saying, it sounds you know, it's just like a very similar experience. Yeah, you got to work at it. You got to feed that that dirt. You know, refertilize yep. it and and stay and true to your it, vision. And then you can have a beautiful uh, thing afterwards. You know? Yeah. Well, it's in our scenario, Kate. I mean, I don't, I talk, people know we had a TV show. So Kate and I had a show and it was a show on TLC about our shop. Um, everybody wanted to be our friend when that show was happening. Um, at that moment is when we did go to the bank and we, we were able to buy this, this eighth Avenue market and we put a lot of money into it. We, we took out a loan for $1.8 million, which is a hell of a lot of money. And, um, you know, we were really struggling and the bank, you know, and it's not a charity. So of course they, you know, after a while it's like, well, you're short on your payment this month. Um, and we went from three grand a month payments to 13 grand a month payments. So, you know, how sustainable is that? And I remember getting to a point where I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And, um, you know, I had one of my friends say, well, Steve, you could, you could just call it quits. You could like, you know, just close up, sell what equipment you can and pay back the debt as much as you can. You can actually wait until somebody comes and actually locks your door. And, um, you know, what, what do you want to do? And, um, I actually fought with that. And, and I remember him telling me, I think you're the person that will be there until they lock the door and you can't get in. And I, and it actually hit me and I was kind of like, yeah, I want to be that person. Like I want to, I want to do everything that I can to like, just know that I've put every effort into it. And, um, I didn't have, you know, a family that I was providing for. So it was easier to do that. Yeah. But, um, I, I, that was a valuable lesson to me of, yeah, you know, you just keep working. The The bank president has been so amazing to us. And, you know, everybody could have given him shit for, for helping us and, you know, for supporting us. And he just kept saying, I believe in you guys. And he's like, you know, don't apologize to me. He's like, just don't give up. Just keep moving and it will work out. And that was also really valuable because at the same time, people that acted like they loved us 
long gone. And, you know, they, they didn't, show who your they, friends are. Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with us when we were struggling. And it, yeah. it meant a lot to me, the people that did stick around, but it also taught me that lesson of just not giving up and just kind of, I'm, much more empathetic for other people in that scenario. Um, I'm not as quick to judge them. Um, so going forward, I think it, it taught me so many lessons, but it also taught me a lot about myself and about, you know, just strength and persevering and just going for it. It's going to make for one hell of a story someday. Yeah, right? okay. I mean, and so. I do love that. And I don't know what bank it is, but I love that you worked with a bank who actually the president was supportive of a family chocolate, you know, like, yeah. like, we you know really, but, do you know how but, rare but, but that is? But people under him were, I mean, they were doing their job. Yeah, and so, for, so in their mind, they were like, well, no, we just need to cut our losses and you need to just get out of it. Yeah. And I thought it was it's logical. It's way logical. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes business isn't. And and right. I and I think that there's a fine line between, you know, only trusting your emotion and not listening to the logic and then maybe doing the reverse. But I, I think that, yeah, I, it it meant out the world to me and it, and yeah. it made me want to try harder that he believed in us and he still believes in us. And, you know. I want to be like him and, and I, and I want to be like that for other people. And it, yeah, it That's taught so me a really cool. good lesson. Yeah. I mean, I love that you had at least those people in your corner. It yeah. sounds like you've like a really solid support group. We, we do. And you know, I'm very grateful for those people and, it, and it's easy to be overwhelmed and it's easy to have those days where you don't want to get out of bed, yeah. but I think it's really valuable and important to remember the, those people that do have your back. Yeah. No yeah. matter how, how, how things get it's very important to remember those people. It's totally cause you know? we can all have really shitty times and, and I'll have really bad moments, but yeah. you know, it's what you do with those moments that kind of define who you are. So very true. Yeah, man. I have a few, uh, standard Salt Lake city questions. We ask everybody that comes through here. So of course we have to ask you, right. Uh, family and friends visit us from time to time. They come into town from out of state. And they're like, give us the tour, show us around, show us a few of your favorite spots. Do you have one or two favorite places you like to take people when they come to town? They or? need to come to my chocolate well, shop, Hatch Family Chocolates. Of course. Um, yeah. Agreed. But like, you know, like sometimes, you know, whether it's a shop or downtown or Park City or the lake or I don't know. You know, there's a few places I really love going. Um, I, I love going to the garage on Beck yeah. um, in the summer and, and listening to live music. Um, I love... I, I love the owner of it. Um, he was really supportive to us when we first opened. I love it. I love the Alpine loop. I love yeah. um, the, Red Iguana. I love Lucy and her husband and Bill. Like I love what they did for their community. So sometimes I like businesses also because of what they're doing, their, their background or their involvement. Carlucci's, you know, Teresa's incredible. Carlucci's bakery. Delise Bakery, um, JJ, Jean-Jacques um, is an amazing chef. And um, when you start listening to their backgrounds and their stories, I, I really love that. I love live music. I love going to the stateroom. I love, you know, Utah, it's pretty damn amazing. Like, it's an incredible spot. And, you know, I've lived in other cities and other places. And there's nothing quiet like our area. Like, we're really so fortunate. The weather's incredible. Even if it's shit snow, it's really not shit snow. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, it's not gray for five months out of the year. The sun will be out that afternoon. Our traffic, the rush hours are nothing compared to some of the big cities. They're getting there though. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a while, man. <laughs> yeah. Chris, I think you. I need to just take you to like Chicago or like Atlanta oh, for, yeah, or yeah, LA yeah. just for maybe yeah. a week or two, and then yeah. this is nothing. Like, so like, like really sit in it for a minute, see how yeah. bad the traffic True. actually True. feels, and just be stuck and late to every <laughs> every appointment that we're going to. Um, but yeah, it, we're getting there. But there's so many really good things too in Salt Lake, and um, yeah, we're just so fortunate. I do like some of the smaller businesses. And and the owners, yeah. I mean, the other place; those guys I think are that's amazing. Literally, my favorite thing about Salt Lake is just the the amount of really quality, awesome people who have actually started their own businesses and support each other, and like it's it's such a cool network, right? Yeah, and and you know, even like the chocolate shops, like you know, there's so many that are so supportive of us, and I, hopefully, we are the same to them. But I, I think that when we all thrive you know that's good for all of us so it's not a, a bad thing totally what would you change about salt lake city if you could change one or two things about the city in in when i say change i mean however you want to interpret that whether it's big or small first thing that comes to mind i mean it could probably be any city um i think when you have a predominant group of people that are one culture i i wish that they could experience the other cultures and, and then they, you know, a little more empathetic to other cultures and backgrounds and things. But I think that when you, whether it's, you know, in an area that's going to be all Baptist or all Catholic or or all Muslim, I'm sure that those scenarios are in reverse. It's just other things. I wish that more people could experience what it would be like to live in the avenues. And, and what I mean by that is you're going to have, poor college kid living next to an attorney or a doctor or a banker and nobody gives a damn. Like, you know, that's what actually is what makes it incredible. You'll have, you know, a a gay couple living next to a Jewish couple living next to a Catholic couple living next to a Mormon. Um, All those backgrounds are so valuable to all of us. And I think that if I could change one thing, it's just that maybe we realize that we're not so different. That there's a lot more of, you know, what we are shared values than what separates us. That's what I wish that we could see more of. I agree. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good response, you know. It, and I think it, going back to my shop. Yeah. I see that all day long, uh, you know, all different backgrounds. Um, and I try not to judge any of them. And, you know, I try to just be open to to them as them. And um, yeah, that's why I, why I feel like I have the greatest job in the world is I get to experience that. I think you do have the greatest job. You in are the a world. people person, huh? I totally it's, re- it's really cool watching you talk. You get very excited when you talk about people. It's so neat. Well, it's, yeah, it, they fascinate me and that's what excites me. It, yeah. You know, to help others or to see their backgrounds. That's really cool. Like, it I is. Like that. It is cool. That's awesome. But, I love it. Yeah. Dude, it's been so fun to chat with you. I mean, no, it's you been guys, fun. That was to, it. Well, I mean, before, before, <laughs> we, before we wrap it, I mean, is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? No. Well, I think what you guys do is really incredible. Like, well, thank I, you. I think it's, um, yeah, it's doing what we just talked about. Yeah. Like, it's trying to bring in all these different backgrounds. You meet so many cool people in so many interviews yeah. I sit and listen to. And there are people I've never even heard of. And I'm, excited because by the time I'm done, I'm like, why haven't I heard of them? And, you know, so I love what you guys do for the community. Well, thank you. I mean, that's, that's really the whole idea of the show really is to spotlight people and that you Mm -hmm. wouldn't typically know otherwise. No, it's awesome. And I I think 
you need just keep doing it because I think we need more of this. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. How can let's talk about like your websites, how people can can connect with you, you how they can buy you, chocolates, how they can you, order chocolates. You know, they they can email me. They can go to Facebook, Stephen Hatch. They can go to Hatch Family Chocolates, info at Hatch Family Chocolates. We have an Instagram, Hatch Family Chalk, I think it's um, C-H-O-C. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on um, Facebook. They can find us. Our website, you know, if you want to just browse it, you can order something and come pick it up tomorrow or whenever we're open. Um, yeah, we'll have it for you. But. Awesome. I know what I'm giving everyone for, for like Christmas this yeah. year. Yeah. Who doesn't Holy like chocolate, cow. right? Chocolate's yeah, right? good, man. Oh, oh, actually, yeah. Oh. Chocolate can get you into a lot of places. So, yeah. So, yeah. Chocolate's pretty good. There's That's a few people great. that don't like it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, but they're insane. Do you do. Then give them caramel or something. There you go. Actually, here's a question for you. Just kind of popped in my head. Do you have, like, what about uh, dairy-free chocolate? Do you do anything like that? Or We do. We actually have um, quite a few dairy-free options. Okay. And, um, yeah, we have, okay. we have a lot. And so we for have our vegan listeners, you yeah. know, vegan, gluten-free, uh, allergy stuff, I guess. Absolutely. You, we even make a hot chocolate that's dairy-free. Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, Chrissy would hate it. I would. <laughs> she's dying you, because you, she's dying of the thought of our shitty chocolate. I'm so sorry. Like, but you got to quit eating that chocolate. I inhaled water. It, I know. Keeps, I know. I'm did sorry. You go for, did you go I, for as we have? A, I went for a second piece and yeah, it's a whole thing. Was I it apologize. the Aztec spice one? Did you go for a spice? We have an Aztec spice one too. The no, Azul but I look forward to that one. And, I look what, to what other? Let's talk about these chocolates before we wrap oh, it up. Oh yeah. This one was like a peanut butter dark oh, peanut butter chocolate. Truffle. Actually, oh. that a vegan option. Okay. It's just peanut butter and and dark okay. chocolate. And then and then so was there any others that you were that? Were I haven't original? tried any okay, others okay. yet, which is super bummed. But you, you know they're good. What I what I learned is everybody has their favorites. I, actually, this is one thing. Okay, so people yeah. will talk about. Oh, this is the best chocolate, and this is what makes this chocolate. Blah 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 blah. To me. That's bullshit. Like, I mean, it's just scientific and there might be scientific reasons for what a good chocolate is, but everybody's taste are, is important. And one thing you might like, I might hate. Mm -hmm. And it's completely subjective. It's totally subjective. And I remember chocolates that my grandmother used to make that I hated. And like, I just didn't like that flavor as a child. But now you like it, right? Well, no, they're our biggest sellers. And so like, sometimes I'll just be, I'll just have to say, Oh, those are really popular. So sometimes if you hear me say that, it might mean I'm not necessarily eating that one. But the, the, code. The, the, it's code <laughs> for Steve might not be eating that one. If he says, oh, those are really popular and that's it. That's my only compliment about him. Maybe know that that's one I was tormented as a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, was it cherry? Is it cherry? No, I actually like our cordials. Oh, but, oh, I'll have to try your cordials. We make a stuffed date. And yeah, the, the, I mean, the date to me seems way healthy. We, we make a rum nut cream. I hated that flavor as a kid. So like, so now I'm still kind of like, I am partial to things and almond coconut caramel, which is in this box that I have for you. Nice. There, there was, um, it's almost like an almond joy, but I remember Brock's candy made this candy that had a little coconut layer and it was like chocolate and caramel and um, and I hated the coconut layer. And so our almond coconut layer reminds me of that. So I myself am a wuss and don't eat it. But, but it's popular, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> does it. I know we have 
have to wrap up. But it's like, uh, like, no, I we so don't have to wrap up. We, we, we ask them. We don't, uh, well, we don't like, have to wrap I mean, it up. Okay. Here's but, the, how do you make the chocolates if you don't really? I mean, like you have to probably taste them. And how do you know when yeah, it's we ready? We have an amazing crew. Everybody's varying opinions, I guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. And actually, everybody does throw in their opinions because we'll keep experimenting and trying new things. And even with our ice creams, we'll just be like, would that be good with like a chunk of brownie in it? Would that be good with, uh, you know, chocolate chips or what about with caramel? What about, I mean, and oh, then man. everybody does throw in ideas. Like we've, you know, they made a basil ice cream, which to me, it's really popular, but I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. so when, I, when I think basil, I'm like, I need, that's on margarita pizza. I can't eat that in ice cream. Oh, but, that sounds but, fascinating though. So you would be all about oh, that. Oh, I'm all over it. Oh yeah. yeah. Is it still there? You guys still make We it? still make uh, it. I mean, we'll run out of some? everything all the time and then we'll make it again. But, yeah. But I like it because it is funny to see what everybody's flavors are. We made it a rose ice cream, you know, Valentine's. I would so eat that. We, we had a teenage. Just, kid that not? was answering some customer asked him what the rose ice cream was like <laughs> and the response was it's probably like what i imagine eating my grandma would be like and that is my favorite quote it's like <laughs> i'm just like because it, yep it's what my 90 year old grandmother smells like is that rose ice cream so you know <laughs> but like yeah i think everybody has their own favorites and that's and they're all right like everybody's favorites are valid and good I feel so, like you could have an amazing area of your website where it's everybody's like the worst and best compliments of all the chocolates. Oh my that gosh. would be so entertaining. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see that. That could be, <laughs> that could be hilarious. That's true. That could go wrong. Real, That's probably real our Yelp reviews. And I, I scare Solid of those. Point. Yeah. I scare of, is some of them are, are hot chocolates too hot. Our hot chocolate's too rich. Our hot chocolate's... Somebody gave us a three-star rating because... Because your chocolate was too rich? Well, they gave us a three-star rating because our shop was heavy in sugar-laden fares. And, and um, so, so you came like, to a chocolate I'm like, shop. we're a fucking chocolate shop. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're a health shop. And, but then I was like, who writes this stuff? And then I went and then I reviewed it. And that same person gave Death Valley three stars because... It was too hot and there were closer national parks to their house. And so I kind of felt we're as cool as Death Valley. So I guess three stars is pretty good in that person's mind. So I'm going to take it. Sounds like they just don't it. know how to do reviews. They like, they like review act of God style. Yeah, like, yeah. well, the sun was too warm today. So. And, or maybe <laughs> they do because it makes me laugh now when I see it. And I just think it's hilarious. Okay. But, that would be funny if they were doing it. To be funny, I, except you get rated. Yeah, but I don't care. I mean, I, you, I, my philosophy is we do the best we can and I can't control what people want to rate us, but you know, it's I, true. we just try to keep doing what we do. It's all you could do, man. Yeah, yeah man. Keep making delicious chocolates. Carry and changing on. the world one chocolate at a time, Chris. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. Oh yeah. Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody that comes through here. So I'm going to let her ask you. Thank you again for recording with us today, Steve. Oh, we'll you're have welcome. to bring you back through, man. And, and, you're welcome. And catch up. You're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this and, was really fun. And, Come sit uh, on the tiny couches. Dude, I would love to. Let's I, do an I, interview. I would love to. I would let, let me know when. I'd love nothing more than to, to do Let's that. Let's do it. That would so. be so awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, but before we let you go, would you leave us and our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by or you wish they would live by? I think the older I get, the more I realize that I'm going to be somebody's devil or I'm going to be somebody's angel. I, I think that I'm going to make mistakes. And I think to quit 
caring about that. Don't let your ego dictate you. Um, those are kind of my valuable lessons. I, but I also think shut up sometimes and just listen. Like everybody has amazing stories and just, you know, kind of listen to them and hear where they're coming from and just, you know, be more open. We, Especially right now, honestly, the world is so tense and it's so stressed and everybody's so polarized that I think, you know, we all need to shut up a little more and just listen. And we have a lot more in common than we do of difference. That would be my best advice. Shut up and listen. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Remember our website, IamSaltLake.com. Head on over there. Listen to some of the back episodes of the podcast. You can share, share them with your family and friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you guys do it these days. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in Salt Lake City, I'd love to help you. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. 801-244-2908. I'd love to help you find your dream home. Chris Hollifield Realty.com's the website. Head on over there. You all have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.